0: Welcome to the John Harrison podcast and I always get excited about these uh, episodes but this one is probably the one I've been most excited about because my guest is Jennifer Harrison same last name that's on purpose Uh, she's my wife and Jen and I've been together uh, about 20 years uh, and been married 18 and so we've been talking about this and again I'm just thrilled to have her uh, on the episode today so we're going to talk about obviously all of our podcast real life stuff we're going to talk about in this episode really just from a, a marriage point of view how spouses can support each other from a career point of view and what happens when people get home from work and how that all plays out um, we're going to talk about mistakes we've made along the way as well and then kind of what's what's working today so as always just real life stuff but with that, again, I've, I've, I met Jen in 2002. Uh, but Jen, just a little bit about your background uh, from a workplace point of view before even you and I getting together, what you did for your professional life and then how we met.
1: Yeah, so I started working in the restaurant business from high school, um, all kinds of different positions, and then was lucky enough to get promoted to manage a local restaurant from our hometown, and of course was thrown into leadership instantly. I had waited tables, bartended, um, done all of that, but had never been a leader. I think I was 22 at the time. Um, So that was interesting, and I actually loved it because I love people, but I certainly was not trained or ready for it. Made lots of mistakes, but um, really, really enjoyed that part of it. I loved the hiring. I loved um, just doing the schedules. I loved getting to know my employees, so that was fun. And then um, I had a life change and needed to get out of the restaurant business. Um, That was at 26, so I had done that for 10 years and went to work at Caterpillar. Started at the lowest level position possible in the company. Um, I was basically doing health claims, but was very grateful to have that job. It was um, regular hours, health insurance, 401k, all those things I'd never had in the restaurant business. So it gave me some stability. And then somehow, I'm not sure how, worked my way up to be a paralegal in the legal department at corporate. And that's where I met you. Um, and then we got married and were sent overseas three months later. Yes. Therefore, uh, I could no longer work at Caterpillar in that capacity because you would have been my boss. So I went on what they call spousal leave, stayed on spousal leave until you left Caterpillar.
0: Yes. So there's a lot more to that story, which maybe we'll put on future podcasts. But for, <laughs> but for today, we'll keep it short. And... So I'll just say this as we start off. So again, so half of my life with Jen, I was working at CAT and in the corporate world and running factories and overseas, as she just said, and long hours and, and you know a lot of responsibility and, and, and stress and things like that, that I had to deal with. She was amazing through that, every step of that. And then most of you know my story that I, I left the corporate life in 2011 and eventually ventured into this little business called John Harrison all from a faith calling to to use my time differently and she was amazing through that and really um, just has kept me afloat uh, in support and prayer and encouragement through that big change in our lives so she's she's been on this uh, kind of roller coaster ride in my career uh, all along the way and just been amazing in that regard so what well, we're going to talk about from both sides too, right? Because a lot of people are listening, both of you uh, in the couple are working. And so that's different. Some of you have little children, some maybe could be empty nesters. One of you might be working, uh, both working from home. We know there's a million combinations out there. So this is just going to be more kind of the things that we think work in any instance. But just from the from the kickoff here, what would be overall advice you would give spouses in terms of being there to support the other person from a work perspective?
1: Well, obviously I can only speak from the spouse of the person who's working full time. Um, and yes, I did make lots of mistakes. You said I was wonderful through all of that, but we'll talk about that in a little bit. I think just getting back to marriage vows. Um, I met you when you worked at Caterpillar, you were being promoted When I met you, you were on kind of a fast path of your career. And so when I married you, I knew that this was your life. And sometimes I hear a lot of spouses say, I didn't sign up for this, or this is not what I expected, or I didn't realize it was going to be this hard. And, you know, our vows are kind of clear. Um, We are to stay committed and we're on the journey with our spouse, no matter what that is, whether you would have be promoted or whether you would have lost your job. And so I did sign up for this. Um, I think the other thing sometimes, especially maybe for stay home moms, but I think for anyone, we always think our day is harder than our spouses. We start to get in this mentality of, oh, he or she doesn't know what it's like for me, she doesn't understand. He doesn't understand. And so just getting out of that mindset that, um, they don't get how hard it is for me. And then kind of holding that against them a little bit. I think that's probably a mistake and not a good place to be. Um, and then I also thought about John, maybe just like you speak to companies about not completely taking all of the wind and good out of their People before they go home, we have to be careful not to be taking all the good out of our spouses before they go to work. Mm-hmm. Um, so being cognizant of that and sensitive to that.
0: Yeah, I love that, and I think again we'll we'll share a lot of just real life, you know, successes and mistakes, as Jen just said. But but I think we we can all do that where we think the other person has the easier go, like you said. Um, I also think. You know, when 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 we get home, when the spouse again, both spouses getting home from work, or if one's already there, whatever doesn't matter. But just realizing that the other one needs some time, the possibly part of that could be the spouse that that wants to talk about his or her day and what frustrations or good things happen during the day, or it could be with kids or whatever. Uh, letting the other person have that time. And that's hard, you, you know, that rhythm is, what we're going to kind of end this podcast on and talk about rhythm, but that, that takes a while to figure out and people change jobs. Some people, uh, we talk about in our sessions, different personality types. Some personality types, the way they're going to deal with stress is they want to talk and they want to be around people mm-hmm. and they want and other people go, no, I need, I need some quiet time and I need, maybe I'm going to exercise for 30 minutes or I'm going to, you know, jump in the shower or take a nap or we, just understanding what the other person needs in terms of kind of having their uh, just energy rekindled is big and I know that was different that's difficult for us when we first started just to understand that because it's hard to it's hard to explain the pressures of the day to somebody that wasn't mm-hmm. there and so just that rhythm takes a while to get there as well let's talk about mistakes or things that like you mentioned one uh, just a minute ago but what are some other things that you learned along the way that might help our listeners
1: <clears throat> well especially with your travel schedule when we were overseas um I remember being distant to you maybe the week before you left um maybe picking fights a little bit it's almost like I was preparing my heart for you to be gone and maybe distancing myself a little bit was a way for me to cope maybe a little bit mm-hmm. um that was not beneficial <laughs> Nor was every time you tell me you have to be out of town, you have to travel, um, you're going to be late. Uh, Me acting sad, me acting um, put out, disappointed is also not helpful. Um, I should be your biggest cheerleader. I should be supporting all these opportunities you have to do what you were made to do. So again, I'm kind of stealing from your bank Every time I do that and not that I'm happy when you leave. I never tell you that, Hope not. but, um, you know, just saying, okay, tell me about the trip. You know, I hope it goes well and, and all of that. So definitely, hopefully doing better in, in that vein.
0: Yeah. And I think, you know, myself, I'm a thinker. And so I can, a week before I'm going on a trip or getting ready for a session, I'm that's on my mind, and I'm thinking about things without maybe expressing that to Jen, especially early on. And so I know it's very common for couples, you know, if Jen were to say, are, are you okay? Or is everything okay? And I'm, I would just say, Well, I'm, I'm just, I'm busy or I'm thinking about stuff. Mm-hmm. And that's a quick answer, but, it, but I think it's a little disrespectful to the other person just to say that instead of being more specific about, Well, I'm really concerned about this is a new group I've never spoken to. Or I've got a lot of work to do before I jump on that airplane, and and that way, because when we say we're either we're tired, we're list, we're thinking about stuff, or we're just stressed, it's really kind of cuts off the other person instead of being a little more communicative about w- what is on your mind, and then also, you know, I knew it took me a while to realize, just like Jen said, when I was gone, I know. She, she was taking on lots of lots of other things, and she's incredibly bright and incredibly uh, self-reliant and, and and can be very independent. But I had to realize that some of the difficulties that she was in when I wasn't either physically around in a different country or just busy, and just making sure, uh, trying to, again, mistakes I made younger was probably not saying. What can I do for you what can I do for you? what are things I can do to help you this week before I leave? Just kind of having that mindset and and we talk about this in our sessions a little bit too that I think it's normal sometimes for you know I will say i I believe I tried to have as best of work life balance as I could, even though I had you know pretty demanding jobs, but I did work a lot of hours still do at times and and realizing, and Jennifer was always so great about not putting guilt on me about hours, because that's the other thing. I think spouses can say, oh, like so you're working Saturday? Like, mm-hmm. you know, I guess you must just love your job more than you love me or things like that. And those are not, Jen never did that, which is helpful. Now, if somebody says that, and again, I talk about this in our sessions, if your spouse says, well, you just must love your job more than you do me and the kids or whatever, That's probably not what the person really is wanting to convey. They probably are wanting to convey convey we we want to spend more time with you. We miss you. We miss you. So I try to tell spouses in those situations, then just say that. Mm -hmm. Just say, man, I I miss hanging out with you. And we we haven't had good connection time lately. Because if you say that, the person it's pretty hard for that person to come back with a defensive comment. If if I say if the person says you love your job more than you do us, that's where people come back and go, oh, so do you like your the house that we have? Do you like our vacations? Mm-hmm. Do you like our vehicles? Because if you don't like, if you don't care about that, then fine, I'll just quit. And it gets to be kind of a sarcastic, defensive response instead of just saying, you know what, I feel like we haven't had as much time together, and I think that's it. I'm just thanking Jennifer for she has been really good about not putting guilt on me about uh, long hours at times or travel things like that.
1: Well, that's a good segue into what does work. You you are excellent at communicating. I am very blessed to have a husband who shares his day, connects with me when you get home. Um, one thing, I like to kind of maybe call it our marital hygiene, if you will. We're getting our calendars out on a regular basis. What do we have this week? it kind of manages expectations a little bit Um, knowing that maybe I have something on a Saturday or me knowing that you're out of town these two nights instead of you telling me the day before, Hey, you know, I'm gone the next two days or me telling you, no, I'm not free Saturday. I have a cooking class or something. I think, I think we do that really well, constantly checking in on each other's schedules and then When you do that, then you can plan your time and plan what we're going to do so that I know I'm going to see you. I know we're going to do something together this week or next weekend, but it just may look different than what I thought.
0: Yeah. So I I think proactively looking at calendars, talking about the week or two coming ahead is, and again, I wasn't always good at that. Because even now, our little business, I do lots of different things. And all of a sudden, because this has happened sometimes, where I've said, Now remember, I'm gone Thursday night. And you might go, I'm not mm-hmm. sure I knew that. I don't
1: have that on and, my calendar. <laughs> and
0: and it's probably happened the other way where, mm-hmm. you know, Jen might say, well, you know, so and so is coming over this weekend mm-hmm. or whatever. And it's possible uh, she told me and I didn't remember, but, but I think that being on top of those things is good. I I think another part of our rhythm that's working so much better today, um, as you all know that are listening, I speak a lot. I'm with people all day long, which I love. But Jen's really good about understanding in the evenings, because she's generally managing our social calendar, I would say 90% of the time. Mm -hmm. Um, But she knows for this Friday night, we probably just need to stay home or do something with just neighbors or you know smaller group because after three days of speaking for eight hours every day he's going to need a little bit of a break i'm more on the introverted side and jen has also helped me with that um, that if it was up to me maybe we would rarely do like bigger you know things with lots of people but i always love it i always have a great time when we do but talk about that a little bit because we've i think we've had to learn that rhythm too But
1: Yeah, that that probably was in my mistake bucket as well. I'm social. We have some property that lends itself to gathering people. That's kind of my ministry. So any opportunity I can do that, I I love to do that. Um, The problem is (laughs) um, sometimes it's not always after a restful week for my husband. So John, you've been working, you've been out of town. I remember one time, I think you, I don't remember where it was, but you were gone. You were coming in on a Friday at like five and I had a party scheduled at six in our barn. And, um, you know, those kind of things, those, it wasn't that I wasn't, well, I wasn't thinking of him. I just wasn't thinking about what his needs were. And of course he was great about it, but so yeah, protecting your time a little bit. But like you said, on the other side, you also need other people in your life besides me and you need community, and you need friends. And that's part of your health as well. So I think, I think we've got it after 20 years, a pretty good balance um, of both of those.
0: I agree. And because Jen just said she, she feeds off of and she loves on people very well. She hospitality is certainly her one of her clear spiritual gifts. So I've got to make sure that you know, from us, we're all selfish as human beings, and mm. and I love just hanging out with her. So I could say, hey, <laughs> this weekend that's coming up, why do not? You know, you and I can go out to dinner Friday night. We could just hang out and play tennis Saturday and work on the property. And and I have to remember that she she gets energy and she needs other people in her life other than me, right? So so I've got to make sure that I'm coming alongside her and and um, helping her. You know, have those opportunities where she can use her gifts and be around other people. And, and like I said, I always have a good time when we're with other folks, but if sometimes we can get selfish and just kind of cocoon and not think of the other person in that way. So I think, yeah, that's a, a rhythm that's probably much better than it was.
1: Um, I also think me organizing my days better so that I am more available to you. I have, I'm, I have a very full life, but I have a flexible life where you don't. Your hours are pretty um, spelled out for the week. So getting errands done, getting chores done, um, having dinner prepped, all those things so that I can be available when you come home and I'm not rushing around and not able to hear your day if you wanna share it with me and all those things. That's been something I've really tried to work on uh, just kind of makes the home a sanctuary, if you will. That's, that sounds a little corny, but no, um, it just puts me in a better position to really be present for you when you get home from your 12 hour day.
0: Yeah. Yes. That's uh, another awesome thing that you do. And I think when, so again, when Jen and I first met and we're, you know, first got married, we both worked at Caterpillar. So we kind of had that Both had full-time job life a little bit Mm -hmm. as well, different than we have today. But this is something, again, I'm not always good at, but I try to, when I get home, even if it's been a tough day, I feel like 90% of the time I'll say, is there anything I can do for you right now? Like, this is right after I get home. Anything you need, because part of me may go just take a shower and get refreshed.
1: You're also texting me um not only when you're on your way home and I don't need you to do that I'm not sitting there waiting I'm doing other things taking care of the garden all that stuff but you are respectful to say hey 20 minutes out anything I can pick up for you and I think for couples who are both working that's brilliant. that would be a great little thing to do just check in you also check in with me sometime during the day um how's your day or Maybe we had talked about something. Maybe I was had to face something that you knew about or How to go. Yeah. Um, how'd it go. And and that's just that communication. Me knowing your day, who you're with, who your client is, being able to kind of think about you, pray for you, check on how's it going, how's the session going. It's just those little, those little things. And it sounds like a lot. It sounds like a marriage counseling session <laughs> we're having right now. But it almost becomes... Um, something you want to do not something you have to do because there's so much fruit that comes from kind of sacrificially giving the other person just will naturally usually hopefully respond to that as well
0: yeah that's well said and i i do talk about this in our sessions that even with our girls like i would try to get them you know especially when Kids or teenagers, they're not always thinking of other people first. But I would try to get them to just say, "Hey, just ask mom. Does she need anything?" Mm-hmm. And I and supervisors, managers, I say this right. Just just walking around, whether it's you're physically with your people or virtually, but just checking in. Is there anything I can do for you? Anything you need from me? Ninety five percent of the time, whether it's your spouse or your kids, or your coworkers or, or you know, direct reports people will generally say, No, I'm good, I'm good, but you know, thanks for asking. It doesn't sound like much, but but we can get so wrapped up in our own lives that just, just simply saying, Is there anything I can do for you? and again, I'm not always perfect with this, but just I know that maybe I can stop and get something at the store for you, whatever. It's just getting in that rhythm. Um, mm-hmm. again, if I kept statistics 98% of the time, Jen says, All good, like I don't need anything. But we try to do that with each other. And if even, you know, Jen's running errand, she'll say, I know you're leaving on Monday for that trip. Anything you need before you go on your trip. And that, again, sounds simple, but that starts to just, uh, it creates a different level of intimacy, I think, that Mm -hmm. is necessary.
1: And then I think, I know that date nights are a big deal for a lot of couples, and those are very important. The best gift, especially if you have kids, is to have a good marriage. But sometimes... You know we have property to take care of. We have chores, you and I, and we have all these things. And sometimes just going to the hardware store together, working out in the yard together—those are all times. I think if you can get a mindset of it doesn't really matter what we're doing, we're doing it together. Mm-hmm. Um, that song <laughs> from Carly Simon, I think it's—it's it's called "It's the Stuff That Dreams This the Stuff That Dreams Are Made Of," and the whole premise is you know just the just the mundane um day to day with a partner that you feel secure and loved by that's that's a dream and so just doing those things together even if it's chores or housework or whatever you know just realize that's that's good that's that's time spent together and working towards something together and i always appreciate that as much as i do going out to dinner
0: and I think the last thing I want to talk about is, and Jen's reminded me of this many times over the years, is that we're on the same team because when you're going through conflict or if I, you know, we're all going to be frustrated about things at work or other stresses and it kind of gets back to that, no, I'm fine, you know, I don't need to talk about it, I'm just, I'm just thinking or whatever. I think being being able to actually communicate about stuff and realize even in the midst of of conflict. And and frankly, there probably is more, a larger chance of conflict when there's stress at work because now you're coming home with stuff on your your heart or your mind. And realizing that you'll be better on the other side of conflict, Jen's helped me with that a lot because that wasn't kind of what I was used to. And so to be able to say, even if we're having an issue, we are on the same team, Mm -hmm. we're wearing the same jersey. And when this is all done, we want to be better on the other side. And I think that just, again, in our sessions, we do a whole module on having difficult conversations, which is certainly critical in the workplace, but as or more critical at home. And so you've definitely helped with that. So um, we, again, I could go on for hours, obviously, but maybe this will be just part one of several. But uh, f- thanks for hanging out with me professionally today and sharing stories. Um, any last Minute things you wanted to say, I appreciate no, everything just, that you.
1: Just grateful that I am hanging out with you professionally, but the great thing is you're the same person personally as you are professionally. your your values, everything that you teach, you absolutely live out in our marriage, and I'm just grateful for that.
0: Thanks for listening today. If you have any questions or thoughts about today's episode or even ideas for your future episode, you can contact us through our website at johnharrisonvip.com or follow us on any of our social media platforms.